What's up, guys? Welcome to Winnipeg's Finest, the podcast where we get personal with notable Winnipeggers. If you haven't been with us before, here's what you've missed. You are who you are. Right. Shine as bright as you can. Do your thing. Do it well. Yeah. And don't worry about the people who could care less because you don't want them around anyway. Yeah. That Cash Me Outside girl, some of her songs are good. People at work were like, they thought I was joking. Fuck, can't I think of the word? It's just like 3D sound, right? It's supposed like to stimulate the. the Can you different... just play the audio from Hot Girls Wanted? Did <laughs> <laughs> you play Winnipeg's Finest? <laughs> what is up, y'all? It's a brand new episode of Winnipeg's Finest. Fucking pumped. August is almost over. September's coming up. School's starting again. It's the fall season. I hate the fall, but. Whatever. It's all good. Everything's going to be fine. There's always a good reason to look forward to. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about now. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that sentence off. I didn't know where I was going with it. But that's not the point. Today's episode, we bring to you actor Colin Defoe. No, not Colin Dufault. No, not Colin Default. Uh, it's a French last name. So pronounce it right, you plebs. Like I did. The most cultured person in the room. I'm the only person in the room. Doesn't matter. Still, number one. Uh, today, we talk about his acting career. We talk about the acting scene in Winnipeg. We talk about his short but injury-filled uh, career as a skateboarder, really awesome guy, if I'm being honest with you, awesome dude, had a really interesting conversation, I really enjoyed talking to him, uh, we got another episode coming up at the beginning of September on Labor Day weekend, and then we're taking a bit of a break, uh, Ken and I got to get our legs back under us for the start of school and all that, so we really, really, really appreciate you guys for rocking with us here at Winnipeg's Finest, staying with us, keeping updated, thank you so much, without the fans, we're just talking into microphones, really, so thank you. Today's episode brought to you by the lovely Jellyfish Float Spa. Uh, it's the best place for float therapy in Winnipeg where you line a pod full of shallow water and a thousand pounds of Epsom salts, and there you can disappear into bliss. It's good if you're stressed out, if you're trying to recover from a workout. There are social medias linked in the description below. If you use our code Winnipeg's Finest, WPGS Finest, you get 15% off any purchase there. So please make sure you check them out ASAP. Also brought to you by St. Winnipeg, which is the best barbershop in the city located at 75 albert street in the heart of the exchange district saint if you uh what the fuck am i trying to say if you take a screenshot of the app that you use to listen to this podcast on and show it to the barber there you get five dollars off your first cut and without any more pause i bring to you colin defoe <laughs> yeah even I mean, though i suck at it <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has that one thing that they love that they suck at. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Mine's swimming. Swimming, yeah. yeah. I'm the worst at swimming. I wish I could say that that's fun. <laughs> you don't like swimming? <laughs> I mean, I like jumping off of rocks and like, you know, the, the, old, the old lake lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, swimming, I did too many lessons of it as a kid <laughs> to, yeah, to be sick out of it. I kept failing. Like really? I, I never pass. Why? Because I was that? bad. <laughs> just, just straight bad. Just no. And, and just... one year, like there were two kids in class, myself and this kid who was afraid to put his head underwater. And uh, let me turn that. Yeah, put, I'm gonna turn this down a little bit. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Plant, it's a plant. Mic check. There we go. Perfect. I can hear myself better. Plant. Yeah. So there were two kids in class, myself and this kid who's afraid to put his head underwater. Oh no. You feel for those guys. <laughs> and I failed because the instructor's like, oh, I didn't see you enough because he was like holding the kid underwater the whole time. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> you know what? I, I get it. That's, it's that not that big bad. of a deal. Yeah, it was hilarious. 
worth it. So it was hilarious. I laughed my ass off every class. I didn't even care. Where did you do that? At uh, the old Bonavital, or I guess that's uh, that's more French. Uh, I did it at Pan Am. Pan Am. Oh boy, yeah. that's that's a little higher. Yeah. What, what's your record for the uh, meters? The meters? Oh, three. I'm a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, same here. I I once looked at the seven point five and pussy it out, but I was like. 12 years old and I haven't been back since. I feel like I do it now. Just yes. tell people. Yeah. yeah, I'm way better. I'm way better at like ballsier stuff like that now, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably shit myself on the way down though. Like I'd be screaming. Oh way. yeah, it, it'd, be a, it'd be a hell of a thrill. Do you, you ever hear that urban legend of that guy who died off the tent? I, I yeah. don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I, you always hear people talk about that. I always heard about that, yeah. Uh, he died at the bottom of the pool. Somebody did like a, yeah, he, he did like a, like a belly flop, I heard. I don't know. Oh, was it a belly flop? I, thought, I, I, thought I don't know. That's just part of the legend. I thought he did like a flip. I have no idea. I maybe maybe landed belly first. I, if you belly flop, I can imagine that just like make you bleed. Oh god, yeah. But that's the most. Like you're not gonna die from that. Yeah, it, I'm, I don't know. I don't even know how you could die from that in the first place. How heavy do you have to be to hit the bottom of the pool? Because it's the concussive force, right? That but, kills you, or is it like at the worst? I think that's a coma. Like, yeah. at the worst. Yeah, like like your brain hitting the inside of your skull or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like true. Like concussion style. I don't know. I, I know I'm, I'm just spitball. I know nothing about <laughs> injuries. Or, yeah, we could probably... Well, I, well, you'd think I would know. Um, <laughs> I'm probably way off. I, yeah. If a doctor is listening to this, he'd be like, "What the fuck yeah. <laughs> is this guy talking about?" Yeah, I always, uh, I, I always try to keep that in mind. Don't try to sound like a, too much of a, of a smarty pants. You never know who's listening. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like what I, what I think I know. I don't know shit really. Yeah, yet. I just base my, yeah, you just, I just base my info off of. Uh, Urban legends. <laughs> and I mean, I guess if uh, if you're belly flopping off a diving board, there are way bigger issues going on. Oh, yeah. Even just off a one meter diving board, just those springy ones. Oh. Everybody's had one of those ones. It's not a good idea. No. The three meter even, like, I'm pro- I'm sitting here talking this shit. Like, yeah, man, I'd do the 7.5. Like, I think, like, two years ago I tried to do a three and I, like, barely did it. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I I can. What's the smallest one? Three point five, or is that or is that the one you're talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that's trying to like, think of how they go again. 3. That's 5. like the standard high one. Yeah. Every okay. every pool's got like two, and there's like the one meter, and yeah. there's the three meter. Okay. And the three meters your standard. The first flat. It's like the first flat surface. Yeah. That you hit. It's I a can high. Like that because the first flat one I can backflip off, but that's oh, wow. it. Yeah. That's well, impressive. I can I can only like that even and that's pushing it, but like. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, that was, that was a scary day when I learned to do that. <laughs> I just yeah, man. I I just can't like. I still brag about that even though I was twelve, but or thirteen or whatever it was. Every time I'm like running on a deck or I see people running or backflipping, I just got to turn away. Um, I can't watch even if they're successful and yeah. they're gonna do it. I just can't watch. I'm an ex skateboarder, so it's a little. Uh, little little easier uh throwing myself down things fair yeah yeah you've had your fair share of broken shins oh man yeah no idea bruises and knees that's why i said you'd think i would know uh, about injuries because i've had uh my right wrist i was gonna say this one (laughs) gotta remember here no cams no cams okay my right wrist i'll I'll tell you my injury history okay? okay let's hear it right wrist and you have to remember, I skated under Vox shoes and, uh, oh, is this better? Ooh, I can That's hear myself. That's pretty good, yeah. It's very intimate. Oh, hello. Hello, Colin. 
Okay. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, injury history. Um, so, right wrist, three breaks, three casts. All, all three of them were mm-hmm. um, uh, four weeks or longer. Left one, only two. Uh, one of them was those clay ones, and one of them was those four-week uh, hard Ooh. ones. But I had three of those hard ones, and I'm talking about between a, a span of like six, five, six, seven years or whatever yeah. um, for, for all these injuries, by the way. So it's not like I did it all at once. Although I did break both my wrists at the same time one time. How did you write? Um, I taught myself kind of how to write with my right hand because it's kind of, it's kind of complicated with the, with those cloth, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, slings, slings. Yeah. I, um, uh, I, f- I forgot what they're called. <laughs> You'd think I would know again. Um, yeah, with those, uh, with those, they have another name and it's driving me nuts. But I'll, with those cloth ones, um, casts. God, yeah. as, as if I couldn't think of that. Yeah, with those cloth ones, they're a little easier to write with because mm-hmm. you can like yeah, kind of like force them. Yeah. But those um, gnarly ones that are kind of like a cheese grater, they feel like a cheese grater. Yeah, the hard ones. Those ones are. Uh, Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. Oh yeah, and uh, basically, the teachers just say, you know, <laughs> figure it out. Wow. Well, that's basically what was like kind of conveyed to me when I when I had all these injuries. And boots are the worst. Legs are the worst because mm. like you can you can travel somewhere with a broken arm very easily, mm-hmm. whereas you know if you break your leg really bad. So yeah, so basically I've had the exact same thing on my right side. Um, on my right, my, my right ankle, I should say. I broke my right, my right ankle with full cheese grater cast. If Damn. Three times, three separate times. And, and like, I can still feel the pain of those injuries today. And I just know that when I'm older, it's, I like try not to think about it, but I yeah. just know that when I'm older, it's going to suck. But it was probably if I didn't do that, I didn't I didn't play any really like I wasn't good at any sports. Like I mean, I played varsity, you know, um, team handball, mm-hmm. and like I played I played basketball. I wasn't good enough for the hockey team. Yeah. You know? um, so skateboarding was a big outlet that of uh, of a uh, physical activity I did when I was a teenager. That like I felt like I felt like I needed to be good at something, you know. Yeah. So I just put all my eggs in that basket and. Uh, and yeah, and and base and and the and the two final ones just to finish my injury history here is uh, uh, two uh, one cloth one again cheese grater on my left uh, ankle uh, two separate times and um, the two worst ones of them all save best for last are my two uh, concussions that uh, actually I don't count the ones that don't knock me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I seizured very, very bad in BC one time. Oh, damn. I was competing out there and it was, it was a really, it was a really, really dope trip up to that point. Cause at the time I was represented by razor wire skateboards and apparel and Vox shoes. So I was basically not paying for clothes. Wow. Um, our trip was actually sponsored by Red Bull. So we had these cases and cases of Red Bull. Yeah. It was this. Uh, after a while, it'd get disgusting. <laughs> and especially when you're 16, you know, you, you're pounding it. Yeah, you, exactly. you think you can go it, for days. Exactly, and then you just crash or puke behind a tree or something. It's just, oh, those those trips though were amazing. Um, definitely amazing. But then when you turn 18 and skateboarding, something happens where you enter a new, like, uh, skill level, mm-hmm. and essentially you need to kind of make a decision. Do I want to keep going or, you know, 
not like I still skate to this day like for yeah. fun for um, you know just for the shit of it just every once in a while it's always uh, sometimes mode of transportation you know I, I got a longboard you know and that kind of thing but uh, nothing like I used to do because mm-hmm. what because what I used to be good at was throwing myself down big stairs <clears throat> excuse me and um, that is usually where the big the, where the harder bails come from yeah and uh, yeah, big sets, big rails was usually my thing. I was a terrible transition skater, and that's uh, that's half pipes and okay. uh, um, stuff like that. It's the one thing I wish I was good at. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you didn't break any collarbones or anything? No, gladly Lock no. Me. I uh, I I kept it very uh, technical, and uh, it's it's skateboarding is a lot knowing how to fall too. Like the first four years, you won't even really know how to ride a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. You know when you you know when you see somebody play hockey and they just like they just look like they they belong on that ice. They're yeah. stopping it with absolute ease and mm-hmm. like like they're that that like floating floating on the ice type of feeling. Just absolute absolute comfortability is the best way I can I can I can try to compare the two feelings of like of like being able to there's like a threshold where you where where you can skateboard faster than you can run and Mm -hmm. that's like when you know you have that comfortable feeling and like that's when you that's when skateboarding actually gets fun Mm -hmm. because really up to that point you know you're just practicing frat fly ground kick flips and 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 the such (laughs) Uh yeah interesting i like i can't skate so i don't know what that feeling is like either oh man either way yeah was there was there a big skateboard scene around this area, or, uh, or within your friends? Uh, there was a skate park near my area, but like I was never there, yeah. so I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, Saint Vital, uh, the the one on uh, like like the the old the old Saint Vital skate park. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 that yeah. one. And then there was a uh, one by my high school that people would just go to on weekends. But like it was just it's like a kind of a shitty little. Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school for Richmond. Oh, Fort Richmond. I can't, I can't. I don't even know where that is. This area. Okay. <laughs> this area. Yeah, it's just close by. Hey, you know what I noticed about this area? Um, uh, I way back when, when I was sixteen, I used to work for BFI, mm-hmm. and I used I used to take out your trash before those big bins really? were around the city. Yeah. Wow. That's the first thing I noticed about your house. I'm like, oh my god, I used to take out this guy's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, like the whole area, like a gigantic swath of that Fort Richmond area. How'd you get that job at 16? Uh, I knew somebody that worked there. Another skater. Just oh, happened to, okay. Yeah, yeah happened to be. Because that doesn't seem like a 16-year-old job where you're yeah, like, hey, no. what are you doing this summer? I take out garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it was a, yeah, it was a summer job, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was tough, man. It was, it's probably one of the most physically demanding jobs I've ever had. You would not imagine the size of those maps they give you, like, Damn. for a day's worth of work. And it's not like you work for 12 hours, punch out. It's like, finish your map, go home, you know, mm-hmm. so you can go home. Two hours later, two hours before, you just gotta finish the map. Yeah, exactly. You get paid for those uh, those extra hours. Definitely. Don't get me wrong, but uh, gee, uh, it was. Uh, um, uh, by the way, how's the how's the cursing uh, schedule? How, I mean, uh, cursing. Rules, you're allowed to swear. Uh, okay, so I, I wasn't. Uh, Notice how I said cursing. It's a, it's a very it's a very. Uh, it, it's like it's like the friendly version of not saying swearing. Yes, yes. No, my least favorite is cussing when people say. Oh, can, can I is cuss? Like moist. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, are Horrible. we in fucking 1850, man? Just say swear, please, please, <laughs> please. don't. If you say please. curse, curse, I'm fine with. But if you say cuss, like I'm gonna call you out. 
No, but those usual summer jobs you get like, oh, you work at BDI or I work at yeah. a pizza place. By yeah. the way, BDI, I went there and I got a milkshake and they had those paper straws. Yeah. And it was the worst. Oh man, yeah. Experience. They're starting to they're starting to make their way around around it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Those paper straws. I they're mean so bad. Half half of my mind wants to go, yay, green, yay. Mm-hmm. But the other half of my mind goes like Feels like I just twisted up a eight by ten sheet of paper and just stuck it in my drink. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, or like you know, yeah. I don't. Just give me a spoon next time. If you don't want to give me a plastic straw, just give me a spoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's that whole debate. You know, it's like what do you, what do you do? Yeah, it's bare, It's like under one percent of all waste in the ocean is a straw, but it's good to make a difference anyway. But that's not the real issue. Exactly. You put a pin in it right there. That's that's you or you hit it on the head. I mean, yeah. Right there. That's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I'm not gonna hate BDI for trying to be green, but I'm hating them for not being more innovative. Get a better straw. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. There, there. I mean, there must be something that's recyclable that's better. You know. There must be something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm. I mean, I don't want to take up too much of our podcast time of thinking yeah. of ways BDI can improve their business. <laughs> That's kind uh, yeah. of on them. But <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna make, the, I was gonna, I was gonna just about say the same thing. If you want to bridge it to the uh, main topic of the evening. By the way, did you want me to kind of put this more in the middle? I, I thought you. Ah, uh, just straight. I just noticed that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. It's your, your mic. Uh, it's all good. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, we've been uh, we've been under a little maintenance here technologically. Uh, yeah. The laptop that we usually use is out of service, and that one works perfectly with the three mics. And I honestly have just haven't gotten uh, the right piece of equipment to get the three mics and the computer that we're using cool. now. So we got to use the one mic, but the sound quality is still really good. Mm-hmm. It picks up everything. You could barely notice and you got a great you have a really good podcast voice thank you i appreciate very, it's, that it's it's very we learn hell in the morning <laughs> minus the minus transphobia the, the, <laughs> the very deep like yeah minus the transphobia and the bigotry yeah why why what did were they wheeler well i don't know i just i just he got a in random tr- radio station i don't he, really listen to radio that he much. got in trouble recently for some comments he made i don't know him personally like i everybody i don't like i i hesitate even even if somebody comes out and says something like stupid in the media, I really hesitate to be like, he's an asshole. Cause like, I really, yeah. I really don't know him. It's, uh, it's such a shitty world that is falling into my industry, the entertainment industry mm-hmm. too. Cause you have, you can, you can just, you can just imagine what it, what it's like on set. Cause it's the absolute most liberal job you could probably have. Well, yeah. one of the most, yeah. you know, it's, I, I work in the arts. I went to school at the university of St. Boniface. I took um, a program. Uh, it's a four and a half year program called, um, in French, it's called um, communication multimedia, but in English though, that it, it means essentially uh, multimedia communications, which mm-hmm. is, you have a class of, like I was saying before, uh, the podcast there, you have a class of uh, Photoshop, uh, Illustrator for uh, um, visual stuff. You'll have a class of uh, how to use Final Cut Pro. Yeah. You'll have a, you'll, you'll have a Logic Pro class. You'll, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and your end of the year project is, uh, you know, you, you make your own uh, short film. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, after year three and a half, um, uh, I, I, I hate getting to this part cause I, I've always wanted to go back and finish, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I, I, my parents didn't pay for that for anything, you know, I yeah. paid for my own, uh, 
uh, my own classes. It, it was rough. It was a rough go because mm-hmm. I was working at the same time and, and working and going to school is like, I'm it's not difficult. academically good enough to like, you know how some people can do that and like mm-hmm. keep a grade up? Like I definitely could not. Damn. And that was my downfall. But I'm definitely, I also went right out of high school. So yeah. it was like, I was still quote-unquote finding myself <laughs> yeah you're 18 right like you don't really know who the fuck you are like think about how long our lives are life expectancy humans will still live to what 80 years old give yeah. or take you're 18 you're not even a quarter way there yeah and that and t- to think that that was nine years ago is crazy because i'm 27 now you're 27 <laughs> yeah I know, wow right? i did not know that. I, that I that's why i can play so many i i've gotten a lot of jobs uh <laughs> playing high school students even like yeah even like this year uh, so that benefits me in that way, but um, I thought you were gonna be like I'm 23, and that third third and a half year was like last year. No way, man. <laughs> I, I sometimes, yeah, yeah. Whenever uh, people guess my age, it's usually always under. <laughs> Let me ask you that. How old do you think I am? Uh, uh well, now that you guessed 23, I thought you might have been my age. Your age? Okay, interesting. I've got that before because a couple select times. Um, I'm gonna guess 25. I'm 20. Wow, yeah. I feel so old right now. <laughs> oh my god. I'm turning, hey, I'm turning 21 in November, so... Damn. <laughs> Holy moly. Well, but look, <laughs> sorry, what was that? No, I was just going to say, like, I mean, like, I don't know how you feel, but, I mean, I'll relate it to this. When you're in college and when you first, I'm, and I'm sure you got this, right at high school, your third year, and you're like, oh, I just left high school. And then you think about it, you're like, nah, man, I left high school three years ago. Yeah. And you look back on some of the kids in high school now, you're like, did I look like that? Yeah. Fuck. It's, yeah, you definitely, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to, like, go back into the industry. Because mm-hmm. um, for a while, I, I, I got myself into music and kind of stepped away from acting. But um, when I got back into the industry, it was so much better because I was way more mature. And, like, not, this is now I want to go to school now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was, my priorities were just kind of, like, like crossed, uh, not really uh, where they were supposed to be at the time. And basically, you know, it took me some time to kind of, like, figure out. And I got some really generous, um, um, uh, what do they call those in English? Uh, the books, uh, bursaries. Okay. Uh, um, for being, which, interestingly enough, um, my family found out we were Métis when I was about, like, 14 years okay. old when my grandpa died. Because he didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is, uh, uh, I want to get this right, I think his mom is 100% Ojibwe. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have to correct myself later in the comments on this, but... Um, yeah. Um, and uh, because of that, I was able to apply for $2,500 wow. every year towards awesome. my school. So that was, like, a huge, you know, help. That's big. My, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so that left me with, you know, 1500 to pay every year. But still, even that was... Uh, Plus living expenses. It's know, hard, so. yeah. You're living on your own. It's tough, man. Yeah, and, that's um, really tough. Yeah. Also, you know, you have to, and you're like in this moving back home and then moving out, and especially people our age these days, it there's I, I'm a, there's a higher percentage of people staying at home, and like I don't want to take away from, um, uh, from like the 
being a, a, a moocher because I have my own fridge, my own food, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not allowed to touch my dad's shit. Yeah. Like I pay her like, like I pay as if I, like I'm pretty much renting out the basement, in yeah. the, which has all, all my shit down there and all that. Like it's pretty much like I'm like, I've moved out, but, um, and, and essentially my goal is to move out to either Vancouver or Toronto. Yeah. To kind of like continue, cause what? Okay, cause um, Actra is a. Okay, let me kind of like explain what I do for a living now. Go for it, yeah. Please. Um. So right now I'm a unionized actor with Actra. That's the mm-hmm. main um, acting company. And if you finish a movie, a lot you will see this nine times out of ten when you finish a movie and you fast forward through the credits. You'll see um, um, uh, Actra's logo, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's an American movie or not. And a lot of American movies are shot in Canada. And right now, these pa- the past three years, there's been a big, big, big film boom in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And they're like, my first year, I worked on a movie called, my first background movie I, I got to be in was a movie called How It Ends. And I actually got to be a feature on that because I had dialogue. I um, uh, <laughs> it, it, For those of you who have Netflix out there, um, look up uh, How It Ends. And uh, three quarters... It's not a good movie. I'm warning you right now. <laughs> I'm warning you right now. I'm going to skip to it. Three quarters, three quarters of the way in. Um, I, I say, I, I play this, uh, this Southern, like, you know how there's like, uh, militias in the States, yeah. it's like the end of the world, you know, militias are forming, uh, and, and we, and we have this roadblock and I play one of the militiamen with a, you know, I'm holding a gun and a cigarette in my mouth mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, and to my, to my compadre that's standing right beside me, I just, I just, you know, like, it, it's just an acting reflex. Like usually background people don't have this cause they, cause I did, I did everything backwards. Like, I did audition acting, theater acting. Like, I did, like, the big-time uh, classes and all that first. Mm-hmm. And w- I never really was going to do background acting until I started realizing how many influential people did it and how many jobs I've got from it. Yeah. From, from directors just straight up going, Hey, you. Um, uh, that was a snap of the finger, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so, um, hey, you. Uh, you know, uh, what, what do you think about... Um, uh, whatever, I'm just uh, giving you an example. What do you think about um, uh, being in Toronto uh, next month? We're shooting so-and-so. Uh, you'd be perfect for this and this or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so um, i've done a lot of stuff like that i've done um short films oh probably um you asked me a question before this and um uh, i i finally thought i uh, thought of the uh like you you, I mean, you asked me you asked me what probably what's my what's the thing i'm, I'm the most uh, proud of or yeah. the best thing i've ever achieved yes so i've done a lot of short films for, for like for free mm-hmm. most of them because that's how you build a reel exactly r e e l reel um uh, of you and for those of you who don't know what that is it's like a form of a video resume that you send to your director to kind of show them um your acting chops and you want to make it a gradient so you want to have some sad stuff some mean stuff some comedy you want you know you want to have that whole rainbow of stuff so yeah so that they can really gauge you as an actor mm-hmm. and gauge your um your performance exactly um so basically i did a i did a a film called Starline with a uh, with real I wish with with um 
a director that really should get all the praise, uh, Nikita mm-hmm. Day, shout out. She wrote this script and directed it, and I played the bad guy in it, the, and the what we would call the lead antagonist. Mm-hmm. And um, it was picked up at the L.A. Skins Fest Film Fest Award, or awards, or, or L.A. Skins Fest Film Festival. Yeah, I don't think it's awards, because <laughs> it's like it just has. Because if your film gets picked, that's the award. Like you have an, yeah, what's called an it's an official selection. It's kind of hard to describe, but um, yeah. Anyways, so um, it got it got picked, and uh, we were all invited to fly down to L.A. and it played at the Chinese Theater on Sunset, which is you know somewhere I've never been before. You know, let alone uh, the most famous theater you could think of. Yeah. And, uh, on uh, in L.A. Holy and cow. Uh, they showed, the, and it was a Native American film festival, mm-hmm. and we were the only film to come from Canada, wow. which was really cool. Yeah, that's that's and and. It was oh this the the script and the story was so good I, it's I think it's on YouTube I I, I encourage anybody who's listening to uh, look that up that's very good but, so essentially I started doing that and then, um I'm I I speak French as a first language so I had to kind of get speech therapy and, um just practice essentially to kind of sharpen um, my accents because I'm, I'm very much a character actor. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Like it's just, just, I'm good at doing characters, voices, accents, whatever. What's and, your best accent? Um, <laughs> some would say probably my, 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 my British, but everybody can do a British. Fair. Um, probably the French ones. Like, for example, if I want to differentiate... Uh, <laughs> If I want to differentiate what's French from France and French from Quebec, I'll tell people, okay, no, there's a big difference. French from France, they'll add a lot of, like, like, uh, so, mm-hmm. like, like they'll say something like, uh, je t'en parle de la terre, je marche le, le soleil, ben, yeah. ben, non, c'est pas parfait, là. And, and French from Quebec, it's more like, it's more like slapping your hand, like, like, hey, maman, what t'en fais, calice, what t'en smacking dans le petit wally waller, là. I passed that puck to Mollis, Mollis took the puck and he went top shelf, calice. And stuff like that. And, uh, and, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I've done a bunch of those types of characters. And the French Festival last year, actually, I got to do both languages in a play. And, uh, uh, three accents, two languages. I, I didn't even know um, uh, the the Darbish accent until I was told by the director at the time. But um, yeah, so essentially, what I do for a living is just pick up a- acting contracts or background work, and and now that I'm unionized, my paycheck doubled, so I can actually support myself. Yeah. Um, properly, I, I should say, because. Because when you're when you're in the arts and when you're like exploring, you know, wanting to make a podcast, yeah. or you're exploring wanting to be a singer or something like that, you have to accept that the first few years you're gonna be working for free. Yep. Because people just want to know that you can deliver essentially, and that's exactly what I did. And I just hustled and hustled and hustled, and then finally. Um, once, once you do X amount of, it, it, because it changes all the time, I'm not sure what the number is now, but you get these vouchers whenever you work on a, on a ACTRA project. An ACTRA project is, is, is a film that will either come from the States. It's, it's usually a sign that 
the production will be, you know, like legit. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a local person with a video camera, you know, yeah. or, or a phone or something like that. Like it's like they're, they're, they're unionized. They got all their ducks in order. It's usually somebody it's you like the director will be somebody either out of town. For example, um, I was in Sean Penn's movie the other day. Really? I, yeah. Wow. I got, I got to witness him freak out on us on a, one of his, uh, one of his, uh, stage hands or, 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 uh, or a set hands, I should say. Um, it, it was really funny. I don't. I have no idea what it was, what, what it was about, but it was like I was seeing a unicorn, and like <laughs> you know, like watching Sean Penn just freak out. I don't. I, I don't know if I can. I can be in trouble for saying this, but anyways, yeah, it was. It was really really funny, but and really scary at the same time. Like, I would not want that guy to. Uh, I would not want to cross that guy. <laughs> yeah, I just want to check the timestamp in case you want me to cut that out. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean. I probably probably not. I mean, I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So. Um, uh, where was I at here? Uh, I was. Um. What else? What else do I do? Uh, um. Uh, yes. I work a lot with. Uh, and what? Oh yeah. So what? What I was really psyched about when I brought in my vouchers. So every time you work with Actra, you get something called a yeah, voucher. Yeah, there we okay. go. We're back okay, on right, there. Right, there right. Actra. <laughs> I, I tend to go off the rails a lot, and then I'll, I'll go back on the rails. It's all good. It happens. The train tracks, so to speak. Anyways, so, um, uh, sorry, well, <laughs> what was that Actra. Yeah, so you get... The voucher. Okay, so, okay. So in my case, it was 15, but I can't promise to you out there that it'll, that it'll be 15 for you. I know that they dropped it recently because of the film boom and because mm-hmm. they need more people to do background work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because there's so much... Um, like, if you're somebody who wants to get into acting right now, it is the perfect time because you essentially have a supply... Or, or you know, or, or a supply that's higher than the demand of actors. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have them willing to make concessions to hire whoever, and not saying that, you know, uh, um, people, uh, who, those of you listening, what um, are shitty. But if you ever want to make some extra money, it's very, very easy to to get uh, background work. Mm-hmm. Um, f- um, just find the Facebook groups, uh, Winnipeg Audition Network, Winnipeg Aud- um, Actors Collective. Uh, uh, that's the only two I can think of off the, off the top of my head. But those are the two main ones yeah. that you would go for. And essentially, it's just a who's who of posting audition notices. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, audition notices, background notices, and it's always pretty good work especially lately so yeah yeah no i highly suggest that for people that are that are in this industry and that haven't been doing that but been doing it that long because it is such be like having set time mm-hmm. like time on set is invaluable in this industry because pe- like at, you, you what's sorry. i was just gonna say like are you you can't get better without that right well, I mean... It's it, difficult, too, anyway. There's, like, set etiquette is very, very specific. Like, I like to, I had a whole class... I had a whole semester, I should say, of it in university. And that's how... That's how... And what did you learn in set etiquette? Essentially, when to shut, when to shut your mouth, <laughs> when not to, where... Um, everything from taping cables, where, where, where's the best place to tape cables, uh, how to properly handle cameras... 
how like especially when you have four thousand dollar camera on your shoulder that's not yours you know mm-hmm. you want to treat that thing you know, properly most definitely <laughs> just basic basic things like that how to treat your actors how to audition your actors and still remain um still remain uh in charge and and not be um not be their friend but not be dick to them yeah don't either. be too separated from them exactly right? yeah and it, and also the opposite don't be too close to them yeah either. like don't like it's 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 a delicate balance of of just a director's vision and um the actor just looking at you for what to do next mm-hmm. essentially but yeah um I I've always been known as well. I I was I had to be told this. I didn't even know that this was a thing. But apparently, I'm a good auditioner, mm-hmm. and I think it's just because like I'll I I've been wanting to give a story to to those those actors who want to make those actors who are very nervous during auditions. One of the or any sort of um place where people will judge you or. Or try, or you're trying out for something. Um, this, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story that a very, a very brief story. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah go <laughs> that, for it. No, that, go for um, it. it. This audition stood out uh, out of all probably all the auditions I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. So this um, film, it was okay. So I I so uh, you start from the beginning. You email the uh, the so there's an audition post. Hey, we're looking for. Um, uh, male between the ages of blah 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 blah. Female between the ages of and they'll put like a list. And if you, and if you fall between some of the categories, you'll be like, oh okay, so I'll apply for this. Yeah. And he usually says, you know, paid or not paid. Mm-hmm. And this happened to be an actra one. And you know, whenever it's an actra audition, it's a big deal mm-hmm. because what if what I said earlier. And then I, okay, so I apply for it and I find out that it's a musical. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't sing, I don't dance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I show up. Anyways, you know, like you never ever know this. That's the thing. Apply for anything and everything. The worst case scenario is you get there and you find out that they're you're that you're not really suited or you're not really what they're looking for. It doesn't mean that you're not good. It's just it just means that you're not what they're looking for. So that being said. I went to this with no expectation. I can't dance. I and K. So I and plus and what made me even more like okay, this is not gonna work out, is I get there and there's a, there's the proverbial hallway of well li- and literally too, um, a hallway of uh, chairs of people like one, one by one mm-hmm. going in the audition room, coming out and leaving, and it's all. These, you know, beautiful dancers, they're all stretching, male and female, you know, everybody's in gym clothes. Yeah. And I'm, like, there in, like, my jeans and, like, just my hoodie, and I'm just like, oh, my. And you're like, oh, fuck. And, uh, so, and there's, like, a, there was, like, a good dozen people there, so, and I was one of the, I was one of the last ones in, I remember. Uh, and, okay, so I, so I got the chance to hear, you know, what's going on in the room, you can, you can mm-hmm. kind of hear what's going on in the room, and... You can tell that they're playing different music at, at uh, for for each people, and I'm like, man, they better not play music for me, cause I, cause like I told them in the email, I don't dance, and I'm like, that's all I can think about at the time, and then it comes my turn, so I walk in the room, and this and it, and because it's an actra uh, related uh, project, there's you know three gigantic cameras pointed at you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's the X on the floor yeah. for where to stand. There's a there's a half circle shaped uh, uh, of desks of of uh, people, executives, and uh, the casting people on mm-hmm. um, for the film, and it's 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 intimidating, you know, like it's, yeah. Um, you need to be comfortable. Stand, like stand up comedy, those who do stand up will will know what I'm talking about. It's very much that same feeling oh, where, okay. where everybody's like waiting for you to do yeah, something okay. extra extra. I do stand up, so. Ay, there, there you go. go. I've even I've even done a couple open mic nights yeah. myself. Yeah, um, that's fun. Hey? Yeah, no, it's absolutely fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the, those those are absolutely good. That's that's so awesome that you stand up. Where do you do it? Uh, just we Johnny's and Handsome Daughter. Handsome, yeah, yeah. That, that's where I did it. It's a good um, venue. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so basically, it comes my turn. I walk in the room, go on that X, and I'm at the at this point. I I kind of already developed my my like auditionness. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a combination of listening to what exactly they want and to just not give up flying fuck mm-hmm. like to just just do go all out no matter what you're gonna do mm-hmm. and this was no more this was so not more true than um this very audition so basically i walk in go on the x they say or, or no I, I i talk first i'm like so um you guys got in the email that i don't dance or, or, or sing right i don't have any dancing experience or singing experience and they say and they say, we're just going to play some music, like as if they didn't even hear what I said. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to play some music and you're just going to do whatever. And before I can say, what do you mean by whatever, mm-hmm. the music is on. And so, you know, it puts you in that, it puts you in, and they deliberately do this because they want to see how you respond to pressure and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I, and like, I, I'm very, I don't give a fuck sometimes. And you need to be like that. You need to not care what people think about you. Mm-hmm. Like, you just... So, at that moment, I realized I was put in a corner and I just needed to push back. So, what I did was just essentially tried to dance and and danced very horribly. I was doing stupid things, everything from from lassoing the main director girl, going to, go, you know, going to her. <laughs> I was, you know, spinning around, doing some Michael Jackson yeah. crotch grabs. Rolling yeah. the dice. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just making a fool of myself. Yeah. And like, and like singing and like, and just, and, and like, I got, I got, I got the room to laugh, which was like at the bare minimum. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm happy. Yeah. And then I walk out and, and then, like, I noticed people were saying at me because I was the first really time. Because we heard, it, we could hear every every single person that would go in there, what they would say. And, yeah. And the audition. So I knew mine was a little bit different. And it was at that moment where I was like, wow, I should just do this every time. So essentially, moral of the story is I got the role having never danced before. Wow. They rebudgeted the film so that they could hire a dancing instructor to, to teach me how to, how to swing dance because it's set in the 1920s. So what was, like, what was the factor that they pulled from that to, to hire you? Was it because you just did not give a fuck and you just put it all on Well, the they could see, because they could see that I was an actor. Because the, the role I took, the role I got was a role that had a name. It had lines. It had, like, the, it, was a, it was a character I had to form. And... Mm-hmm. T- dancers know how to dance, but they they won't know how to and how to entertain. 
most most of them won't yeah how to entertain how to create that character mm. how to become that character on camera you know like it's it's, it's and, and I guess that's what you did in that audition exactly right? I, I essentially created this this phony funny little character and as, again character acting is my is my is one of my strengths so I, I had no trouble doing that and um, you you gotta just show that you are open to whatever and whenever I meet like an actor that because I, I get I, I I'm blessed enough to have um, interactions with people who come from LA sometimes who will talk to uh, some of us who are more experienced and just like have conversations with them like how did you make your way out of Winnipeg mm-hmm. uh, how did you uh, uh, end up here uh, how did you um, end up living in uh, Los Angeles making a living now you know yeah and you get great advice but you need to be able to take away that ego and and it always comes back to that never take yourself so seriously and homework obviously doing your homework mm-hmm. learning learning lines but that audition was strictly no lines it was just like a let's meet a bunch of people i guess and um let's meet a bunch of dancers and non-dancers that's kind of that's kind of ballsy of them hey to not give them any lines and to just see who can react the best yeah i, I mean, mean i guess it worked out yeah and you could argue that that's even almost a better way to t- test people like just like that those little moments like that that moment shocked me like it genuinely it, it genuinely got me on my toes when they turned on the music and uh, like like halfway through what I was saying yeah like it's a way of intimidating you to test you to see if you can you, you're gonna you, yeah because now you're like oh fuck <laughs> I yeah. gotta I gotta dance or I'm out of a job Ex- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and like and you know you seize the opportunity because you you can say I wish I could I wish I could the whole I'm a, until the cows come home but. If you're then and there, man, don't care what they're going to think about you. In the end, worst case scenario, they're going to think you're funny, but you're not right for the role. Then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's it. And um, So, yeah. like, what's, what's the usual percentage of amount of auditions you go for and the ones that you get? Um, Actually, let, let me reframe that really quickly. Sure, sure. How does it usually go for actors who go up how often do people usually get roles is there like a one percentage fits all or is there an average or something it depends if you're talking about like are you including like student films like non-actor films is what i'm getting at sure um in that case um i would say first first if you know what you're doing if you're already an actor it's pretty 60 40 if there's not a lot of people, but the the bigger the um, uh, production, the 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 more that becomes ninety ten. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's, it really it really is a case by case thing. Uh, like if if you see Actra, then you can bet that all of the best people in the city are gonna come. To yeah, it because those those are the highest paying ones. Those are the ones that look the nicest on your resume. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. I mean, it's it's not really yeah. a great question, right? Like, it's gonna be different for how, different people. Yeah. The amount of auditions you go to, the kind of auditions you go to. I was just kind of trying to figure out if there's like a general rule that you know you're gonna out of ten auditions you go to, you'll get two or three. Like, I was wondering if it was like a really low volume thing where if you screw up yeah. and you don't get roles, it's not a big deal because it's hard to get roles. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think you I think you nailed it on the head with the 
all the all the ones I would consider important, I would say like for every ten, you would get about two or three. Okay. If, yeah, and that's it, that's like if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That's that's that would be an accurate, uh, um, but uh, an accurate uh, assessment of that. But like if if I were to go for ten student films. Because I have the experience that I have, I would probably get most of the male yeah. roles or whatever. You'd go eight for which, ten at least. Yeah, or something like that, depending on... Oh, shit, I, just, I think I just screwed something up. No, you're good. Yeah? Yeah, you're good. Okay. We're my, good. My, uh, my, my right ear didn't work for a second there. Oops. <laughs> We're good. We're Oops. money. Uh, so, like... I mean, obviously, everybody kind of has the dream of being an actor when they're young and they're watching yeah. movies, right? But, like, was that always something that you just thought? Was that that fucking mentality throughout your um, life? You're like, I'm just going to do this. Funny enough, no. Um, when I was really, really young, I did a series which I didn't know at the time. As I hit that, I hit the gold mine, but I, did, I didn't get it at the time. Mm-hmm. I was 13 when I got my probably my biggest audition it was for a ser- uh, um, a series that was only airing in Quebec and uh, it was like an anti-drug and alcohol series and I got to make two appearances on that and that was two 12 hour days of work and each day were $1,500 pay- and still to this day I've, I've wow. not made more in, in 12 hours wow. than that and and even one of the days it was it was only like 8 hours because we had wrapped it was it was wrapped for, it was wrapped for the day. $1,500 for 8 hours Holy yeah. shit. So, like, and at the time, I didn't get how big of a number that was and, like, mm-hmm. how much and how many people I had beat to, to get that role or those two roles. Yeah. And I, from essentially from that moment on, I wanted to be an actor like everybody else. You know, I wanted to be in, on sitcoms just like you just, I want to be on TV, you know, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. But then when I got into university, it really opened up my eyes because I started seeing a lot more avenues of things that I was good at that I didn't even know that I was good at. Like what? Um, script writing. I am much better script writer than I am an actor. And I think uh, I'm a pretty good actor. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I've always wanted to write my own short film, but I've kind of backed off from it so I'm a, until I un, until I have like all the resources I feel like what's the point of putting my own money into something that's that's um, gonna be seen by people once and then you know forgotten about that's For gonna sure. cost 10 grand or something like that like I want to have I want to like I would be uh, my like a few of my goals for for example I, I, I want to end up in a in a writer's room for a TV show I, I you know like I would love to um, even uh, even uh, work as an editor. I I suck at animation. I I, I would suck for I would suck in that department. Mm-hmm. But can be, and it sucks because I love animation, um, especially with the with the millions of uh, adult animation shows going on on TV right now and all the voice acting opportunities that are popping up. Plus with with Netflix, um, yeah, you Netflix get a, has been huge. Yeah, you get a you get a real double edged sword with Netflix because you have so much content. Like you have mm-hmm. that that old South Park joke, you know, like "Hello Netflix, you've been greenlit." Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and, and uh, they just pump out movies and shows. Oh, yeah, so much, and, and so many of them get lost in the abyss. Uh, and it's and it's like you have to watch so many before you find your Black Mirror, you know? Yeah, like, or your Bojack I, Horseman. I say, I, I say that just because. Yeah, or your Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I say that because those, you know, those two shows. Yeah. Are 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 Netflix, you know, gold. Yeah. Oh, very well done. How long do you usually go with your guests, yeah, we, by the way? We usually go for like an hour. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right. I, no, I, was, I was just kidding. Uh, it's all good. We're, we're 48 right now. Okay, I yeah, yeah. Like um, going, yeah if we, if, even if we go over a bit. Uh, oh, it's not a big deal. I think one episode yeah. I went an hour and a half, and we <laughs> felt like it was five minutes. Yeah. It was, uh, strangely enough, we talked about Netflix on that as well. Mm. But I mean, like, Netflix is headquarters or what? In L.A. or some yeah, shit? Yeah, no, they are absolutely American. So do you they, have to, like, go to L.A. to well, get that's that the shit thing. done? That's the thing about Winnipeg right now, is we're attracting a fuck lot of big American features. Like, people don't understand that, like, in in the city, they'll be, like, they'll be Sean Penn or, or, or like, Sudden Death 2, the movie that I, that I, um was a backgrounder in uh, just recently. It's the most recent thing I was just on, I, I, which I actually got in trouble for <laughs> posting something, which I shouldn't have. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's off now, for those of you who are listening. It's off. Okay. Anyways, um, it, that during that time, Sean Penn was in town. Uh, this is Ice Cube's script, so there was really? links that he was in town. Uh, Rihanna is supposed to be in that movie, but I doubt she was in town. But like, there, there's so many things going on right now. So many features is what we call them, like mm-hmm. uh, out of town, out of town companies, film, film, uh, film production or production houses is yeah. what we call them, um, that come to town, and at the same time, and like, it, you, it's unprecedented. Like you would see. Um, from the 90s till late 2000s, mid 2010s, early 2010s, you would only really see like one of those every two years. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're talking like there's like I can guarantee there's there's a couple celebrities in town right now. I, I Why mean, is that? Why is there a big boom of film? Um, part partly because of the um, kind of the uh, the. You know how Winnipeg has kind of grown into like like with the museum, the the jets coming back, um, just because Winnipeg's kind of uh, becoming its own kind of like um, we're getting there, known right? city yeah. a bit more. It's it's kind of has to do with that, but also with the economics of of uh, the of the province of Manitoba. There is this weird rule in Manitoba where there's a law, and and we just got a big tax credit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in Manitoba and Actra has a boss in every province, and essentially all the provinces is not they don't fight but they fight <laughs> yeah. for the better contracts like like come film here come film mm-hmm. here, and there's um there's something that there's some I I can't explain it exactly but there's some sort of legislation that was passed that essentially either cuts what it costs for features to come here mm-hmm. or makes it less expensive for them to, ha- for, for us to have them here or something like well, that. Regardless, it's, it's cheaper for them exactly. to make the movies exactly. here. Exactly. And we do have really good film locations. Like I know the Grudge Reboot was done on uh, Wellington Crescent. Yeah. And there's there, so many I mean, fucking nice houses. And there's like, there's so much unused, like if there's a movie called ATM, if you look at the B-roll footage, um, B-roll is like, um, let's say, let's say you're cutting from one scene to the next. 
you'll see like a train going and you'll see the they'll cut to a shot of a street and mm-hmm. then you'll see the the shot of the house and then you'll you'll see you'll see the next scene mm-hmm. like that's b-roll like just shots that are randomly shot in yeah. between to kind of give a transition from one scene to the other yeah um if you look at the b-roll in in atm it's all winnipeg landmarks really yeah and it was filmed in the manitoba hydro building wow yeah i didn't know that one of my friends she lives in stonewall and she was telling me that like oh a lot of people Love filming in Stonewall. And I kind of didn't believe her. I'm like, yeah, fuck out of here. Stonewall's, <laughs> Stonewall ain't shit. And I, then you're telling me, oh, I just got finished filming in Stonewall. I'm like, wow. I'm yeah, idiot. yeah. I'm, I'm and an that's idiot. not the first time. Um, big, the big ones, oh my God, Selkirk is even getting a yeah. um, a TV the TV show on CBC, Burden of Truth. Yeah. They pumped so much money into that community and nothing more so than the local cafe where they, they they shoot scenes in this cafe a lot, so they figured, why not, let's, let's like, just pump a bunch of money and, and uh, 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 renovate the shit out of this place, make it look mm-hmm. super nice. So you have this, like, this, this, new, this new cafe in Selkirk, um, a well, bunch of new, yeah. A lot of my buddies live in Selkirk, and they're so, like, upset that they're doing construction on the main road in downtown. Yeah, it's a Be- double-edged sword. Because a lot of, well, I mean, they said, obviously, it sucks because construction, but they're like, look, a lot of movies get filmed here. Yeah. This is a key part of where people want to film. A lot of the Has towns, to look good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like, the mo- mostly Selkirk, Stonewall, um, there's another one. Selkirk, Stonewall, and another one with an S. Um, Steinbeck. 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 Yeah, those 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 three I've been to a lot. I even spent an uh, um, uh, overnight in Stonewall one time because I because I worked two times two two days in a row. It's not a bad little place. Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's. It's weird. Um, I've mostly filmed Hallmark stuff there. Oh, and that's another thing. I've filmed so many Hallmark specials. Well, yeah. like filmed. I, I mean, I, I was in. You've um, been in them, yeah. yeah. And oh my, it's it's so funny because it, there's they're the complete opposite type of people that you would think of. Like, they want jolly, 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 everything perfect. So much they're like they're like like happy Nazis like mm-hmm. they like like to, for lack of a better term like like Kate I can Kate that actor right there he's pissing me off he's blocking that he's blocking the little light in the corner we have to fucking restart and they're like they'll they'll freak out like they get yeah. mad and uh, it's always the cheesiest scripts like and like. <laughs> and sometimes when you play background sometimes I like to listen to the to the people talking like to the people uh, um, doing the scene or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it's really fascinating for me being a background because like when because the closer you get to the main action you can really see good actors act but if for Hallmark it's a different situation I don't know if you've ever seen any any other Christmas specials I try to stay as far away from them as possible oh boy yeah the only reason yeah the only times I've ever looked for them were, were to see me but <laughs> or like the ones that I've worked on or whatever yeah but yeah, no, the uh, they're mostly on the women's channel, and I don't know why or what it is, but so many of them are filmed here. It's insane. It's and they're, and it's funny because you could have like I, like I'm looking around at these barns that we're shooting at in stone, and they're mainly in Stonewall. Funny enough, mm-hmm. um, and it's crazy because you could I, I think like I'm looking around like you could have filmed this anyway. You could have filmed this in a soundstage. Why come all the way here? You know? Yeah, I'm just thinking in my head, but whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm getting work. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, 
So then what's the rush to move to, or not the rush, but what's the big appeal to move to Toronto or Vancouver when That's there's the a huge thing. boom here? That's the thing. Um, if, let's say, things would have um, stayed more or less the same, I think by now I would have made a choice and I wouldn't be living in Winnipeg right now. Mm-hmm. But because of this boom, I'm sort of... You you want to you want to you always want to locally make yourself known and work your way from there. So you want to be big. In my case, I want to be big in St. Boniface. Then I want to be big in Winnipeg. Yeah. Then you want to be big nationally. Big fish, then, small pond. And you don't you, you don't want to skip. You kind of don't want to skip one of those steps because they're really important in crafting you in in a, a really really sharpening that acting edge that that you know you can't get unless you're actually on a set really experiencing those real live um real films that mm-hmm. you get to watch after and like realize that wow this is actually a, a big deal um but then you also get local filmmakers there's like okay, there's like that that student film type of style free usually and then there's like the actra um type of feature films but there's this gray area that being unionized was the biggest thing that I had to drop. Um, I, um, I there's two TV shows that play nationally. I forget on what channel. Um, investi- it's a discovery outlet. It's not okay. investigation discovery. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You're one of them is investigation out. discovery, but it's one of those discovery something. Yeah. Anyways, so um, so basically. Um, one was called I Survived, and it, it was about the, it's, um, do you ever see those, do you ever watch TV, and it's, uh, there's reenactments for, let's say somebody's getting interviewed, yeah, so it, it's about somebody, okay, so I Survived, for example, it's, yeah. it's always about a story about somebody who got lost in the woods, and then, like, seven days later, he yeah, got yeah, found, and, uh, and t- to do those reenactments while they're getting interviewed, to give... To, like so that the show isn't just him being interviewed. It's like it's giving the audience an idea of what he went through. Mm-hmm. So they'll take an actor that looks like him, and, and yeah. So okay. essentially, so I did a couple of those, and they're audioless. So <laughs> I've had to do things like like for that specific one, I had to fall in the river off a canoe in in November, which was which was ouch. Yeah, that, ouch. I, I I did that in one take. Thank God. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, that um, uh, that one, and um, uh, oh yeah, I, oh yeah, and one time I played a, uh, it was uh, this one was an, this one was the investigation discovery. As a matter of fact, I, I now that I remember, it, it's called In Plain Sight. It's a investigation discovery show that you can literally look up on your PVR right now. I'm not sure if it'll show up on your PVR yet, but. Keep checking it <laughs> if if if, if uh, you remember. But in plain sight, um, there's an episode that I do that is um, essentially me playing an uncle discovering the dead body of the 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 victim uh, of that episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and that's just just that's, that's just an example of uh, one of the and those are called non-union projects. 
So they're big, they're nationally broadcasted, mm-hmm. but they're not under ACTRA. So I can't do those kind of things anymore, is what oh, I was getting at. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, interesting. So it, it, I had to make that decision. And I, and I finally, I got, to the, I got to a point, and I was, and like my vouchers, like I, like I had three times as more than I needed mm-hmm. to, to, um, to get to that next level in ACTRA. Um, but now I'm allowed to audition for those... Uh, Union only, mm-hmm. you know, auditions. So it, it was like it was a bitter pill to swallow because I, I was I, I set myself up so nicely and I'm in you know I'm I'm trying to climb that hierarchy with people giving me advice here and there and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So do you think this boom of film here in Winnipeg is sustainable? Because with the rapid development in the city, hundred percent, and the population growth. 100%. Do you think some people in Toronto and Vancouver are going to be like, look, the big media market's here, but let's catch the wave in Winnipeg. It's much cheaper to live there. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing, too, yeah. Like, you um, you might have lucked out by, like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I, I don't have enough money to move to Toronto and Vancouver, so I'm stuck here in Winnipeg. But that's, yeah, exactly. You're, <laughs> you've got it exactly down. It's 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 almost not even a point anymore. It's, it's almost like you're... Like right now, it's it's like watching a stock. Like right now, everything is looking good. It's going mm-hmm. up. It's all going uphill. Um, there's no signs. Like you know, the mayor said so. The, the mayor said so in an interview that I that I read the other day um, himself when I was reading about the tax credit, that the end game is to really make Winnipeg a a hub, so to speak, between Vancouver and Toronto to be really recognized in, in entertainment and, you know, um, other, other... Yeah, other tourism. More, yeah, exactly. More shows would come here. And why can't we be like, who are we competing with? Really, really, we're competing with Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah, That's it. I was, Saskatchewan I was say, can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, Regina's not... Uh, Brandon, don't talk to me. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, like, even... Um, uh, they they even have uh, they they have Big Brother auditions um, here. Yep. I I actually uh, I I a few years in a row there was a few years where I thought I could uh, make it on that. I were um th- so I I auditioned. <laughs> this, this is something that I that I wasn't even sure if I wanted in the first place. So it's not like a big heartbreak, but like everything else, I gave mm-hmm. it my all. Of course. Um, the farthest I ever got was the fleet, the free flight to Toronto, mm-hmm. which wow. which was pretty cool. Yeah, wow. For the like final cut, it's still amazing. Yeah, but I like got got there and like I realized how many people actually got flown out and was like, well, okay. Still, fuck <laughs> yeah. it now. Where that, that was the year. Um, that was the year where um, curly hair guy from from uh, Southdale. Oh my god, that's so. Uh, I, I, I forget his name, but um, it was. I remember. I remember a mutual friend of uh, of a mutual friend of mine got mm-hmm. on the show, and I was like, Ah, I remember seeing him at the. At One the, of my friends, her sister was on. Really. Big Brother, yeah. Uh, I, I I used to kind of watch that show, but I kind of I kind of. I thought Big Brother was a movie about bears. <laughs> you know, I'm just talking about the TV show. I know. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck are people talking about uh, on Big Brother? That movie okay. already came out. <laughs> Isn't that Brother Bear? No. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, brother bears that uh i sound like such an idiot i'm like guys the movie's out already i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and they're like what are you talking about i'm like what are you talking about yeah man um <laughs> it's not that a children's book thing <laughs> that's hilarious though but i mean yeah I, like i really I, like when i was in toronto a lot of people asked me like so what's winnipeg like i'm like what was toronto like 20 years ago 
Yeah. They think about it, I'm like, that's what we're like. <laughs> yes, and like, cause like, I don't really, and also you're asking me questions that like, I don't really know the answer. Like, I don't know who we're competing with. I don't know exactly where this boom is going. I just know that it, that there are new companies sprouting up. You know, new mm-hmm. casting companies coming here and there, and talent agencies, and it's all looking fine and dandy. Well, I was having this conversation with Galata a couple episodes ago. He's a director. He's a He's an artist. He runs his own fashion line. Awesome dude. Cool. And I was telling him, I said, look, there's like, especially through doing this podcast, I've discovered so many cool people in 64 episodes. Like so many interesting people. I'm like, yo, there's a big talent surge in Winnipeg. Yeah. I feel like in five years, people are going to be like, fuck, how do we miss this? As a matter of fact, the only re- the, the how I saw your um, uh, podcast on uh, the old IG yeah. um, uh, I, uh, is because um, a, like literally two different people were well, um, uh, you know um, uh, Sarah and Nick from uh, Energy One Hundred Six. Yeah, Sarah and Tyler. Sarah, t- Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. Um, uh, they I, I know them really well because I was I, I happen to be in line in the same line as them, like right in front of them, and for for the for the first bit or no for the third Big Brother audition I did. Nice. And uh, they were like right beside me, and I kept noticing. I didn't know who the hell they were, mm-hmm. but I kept noticing people coming up to them, taking pictures with them, and I was like trying to, I was like racking my brain, like who the hell are these people? Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then I finally heard them say, "Oh yeah, we're we're Energy One Hundred Six. And oh, yeah. Then I started talking to them, and uh, and then I saw their picture, and I and I and then I saw Winnipeg's finest pod, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, cool. Yeah. I should I should shout out. Yeah, to, of course. To, to Bueno, of course. And then and then and then like a couple days later or something like that, like a friend even closer to me as uh, Zach, the DJ, Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was such a that was one of those episodes where it lasted an hour and a half, and we're yeah. like. So what do we? Oh shit! It's an hour and a half. It's Man, so much fun. that that dude. I used. I've skateboarded with that dude when that's like back in the day. Yeah. Like, like like we we go way back. We have we, we might we haven't seen each other for a while, but since I saw him on the podcast, I shot him a little. Hey, what's up? I saw yeah. you know. Zach is a great dude. He's yeah, such a good interview. Oh man, it was it was so cool seeing seeing that, and I was like, okay, this, now I have to message. Definitely, yeah. yeah, and we're so good, and I'm so glad that you did, right? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, this is uh, here. Let me check a time wrap. Yeah, I don't want you to go over more. Than no, it's all good. We're, we're, we're at 105. I feel really good about this. I feel like um, this is a really good. Yeah, same here. Um, uh, if I wasn't so much in a in a hurry, I wouldn't. Uh, I I would I would say let's just uh, keep going. But uh, yeah, I I got a jet myself. It's all I, good. I almost couldn't make it today, but I'm glad. I'm super glad I did. Yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, do you do you ever have repeats? Yeah, dude, don't worry. Oh yeah, we're. You know, I'm. I'm sure you know Danica. Keep this podcast, uh, Danica Frederick. Oh yeah, she's yeah. coming back on in October. Oh or, man, or no, she did. She, she did photography and makeup on the set of the thing that got um, uh, picked for LA. Like, yeah. Like, like the yeah. So small world. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we had we've had some repeats. I think we've had one repeat. We're working on another repeat. We're working on getting some people back on. I yeah. We love we'd love to see where you are in a year. Yeah. No. I, next time uh, I'm leading uh, Sean Penn's movie. <laughs> no, I'm just but yeah, no, it, um, I I'm gonna keep auditioning and definitely uh, keep on the grind because I'm I've gotten to a point this year where things are really shifting for me in like acting wise. Like I didn't think I was gonna stick with acting. Like I thought I was gonna own a media company at one point. Like media meaning like 
like what I was saying before, I'll take mm-hmm. in Photoshop work, I'll take in uh, uh, editing work, I'll yeah. I'll shoot music videos for people, you know. Yeah. Like that was my dream up uh, up to a certain while, but I the performer in me still wanted, you know, still wanted to shine, still wanted to yeah. do something. So I'm kind of like just taking whatever right now, and I and I'm absolutely I've I've stepped up this unprecedented um, uh, level now where I'm at, where I've, I haven't been in so long. And it's, it's amazing the, the, the amount of support I get from the acting community too. That's amazing. And, and the fact that I'm bilingual makes kind of me an an enigma and kind of like it, it, I, I get a lot of auditions where people are like, so, so you're bilingual, eh? So you, so you could do this and this, where they would have never picked me otherwise, mm. which I kind of think like, okay, well, that's kind of bullshit. But at the same time, hey, use they it. did call me in and sometimes, well, and sometimes they didn't pick me, sometimes they did. Mm-hmm. So it's all good. But um, yeah, no, like straight up, like, like in high school, like, like in those films that I told you about when I was 13, yeah. like I used to talk like Maurice Richard, like I, when I walked down the street, like I used to talk like this and I really had to shut this accent if I want to be an actor. Uh-huh. So it, it took a while and then I started talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. No, it's, That's it's, funny. I never thought about that because like I've never grown up with an accent. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their own accent, but like I've never spoke a different language I never understood that's like yeah and, I, and I've been to only French schools my whole life so it's not like I've had really much exposure to Englishness yeah. like, actually when I was in Brazil I ran into somebody came up to me randomly my brother and I were Christ the Redeemer they're like are you guys Canadian I'm like yeah Whoa. like you guys have a big accent I'm like where are you from? They're like Texas. I'm like, you can't talk shit about our accent. You're from fucking Texas, man. <laughs> As I, I wouldn't even think that that would be point outable unless like someone right? would really know. And it's not like we sound like, oh yeah, bud, eh? Like I, I was on, yeah. I was like, on the ice the other day, bud, and like. What pisses me off is I is whenever you watch Americans say a. They say it all the time, but when a Canadian says it, says it's it, sprinkled it's like, in, yeah. Like, like don't like they say. Well, they 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 add more of the H, like like man, it's outside, it's hot outside, hey. Yeah. Like they'll say that, but that's like exactly how Canadians say it. It's like you're saying the same shit as us. <sighs> Fucking Americans, whatever. What what are we gonna do with them down south? <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, yeah, let's wrap this up. Anything you'd yeah. like to plug or say before we go? Um, I wish I had something awesome to plug right now. Just basically, uh, um, follow on the old IG, as I like to call it, the old Instagram, at Colin Dufo. That is C O L I N D U F A U L T. Perfect, and it's not pronounced default. Isn't that is it, that is one of the most annoying things ever. I have a feeling that like if I ever get a stage name, they're gonna scrap those four last letters, <laughs> and I'll be and I'll be related to Willem Dafoe. <laughs> okay, sounds good. This is an awesome time, man. Thanks yeah, again. Yeah, uh, hope hope to hope to have you have myself again here one day when I uh, when next time when I'm famous. Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. And this is us signing off on Winnipeg's finest. Have Peace. a great rest of your week. Have a great September. Peace. Whoop, whoop.